frame as bad stuff, but you, but was like bread, bad, bread, which was bread, bad. Stuff. Which is bread. bread stuff, bread stuff. Which was, which I is, mean, it's bad. Bread <laughs> stuff is bad for me. Especially bad for you. Um, <laughs> That's worry, all using, you need. That's all you need. Any of this, don't worry. Bread <laughs> stuff is bad for me. That's all you need, and yeah. then that's how the show opens. But, uh, yeah, the no, rich, uh, sweetened story. I, I think it, <laughs> that's yeah. the name. of no, I, My autobiography. Bread, bread stuff, stuff is, is bad for bread is bad. Bread <laughs> stuff is bad. Bread, uh, bread stuff is bad stuff. Can't remember if I did this one or not. What is it? Well, that's gonna ruin the surprise. Right <clears throat> Welcome to Brose. Got milk? <laughs> my name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros and Rose. To my right, Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hey, guys. And to my left, Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey. How's how the YouTube bros doing tonight? Oh, it's great. We have a little bit of a light episode this time. Yeah, light so in yeah. terms of personnel. Yeah, so we're a little bit shorthanded. Tim Hansen had to ad- address a matter. I-, I am assuming that he just got home after a week of being at home and realized he left all of his stuff in Cancun. Like he just got home and was like, something's missing. Well, it was when he got to Tijuana that he realized he oh, had, in yeah. fact, left everything in Cancun. So he has to go back right now to Cancun before returning yeah. home. And then when he gets there, he's going to realize half of his stuff's in the car that he got thrown into when Oof, he got carted boy. across the country. Yeah, still in that trunk. Rough deal. So uh, so Tim, uh, unfortunately, not able to join us, but he will be back for the next episodes. And uh, but, but it's, it's the three of us bros. Yeah. On a, on a little, you know, this is the uh, the shorthanded, like the the... the, the the penalty kill, as it were. Indeed. Just, just three bros sitting around drinking rosé. Just three dudes hanging out. Kind, kind of thinking about food right now. Yeah. Kind of thinking about ordering food. Can't wait to get home. I, I, I have to tell you, my, uh, my my wife mentioned me. I was downstairs. I'm making a... So we're going to get the full experience of being in the household right now. So first of all, I'm making apple cider downstairs. Oh so it's, it's currently, it smells so good. It's bubbling up right now. I've never made apple cider before, but we had uh, we went to the orchard, Sean and I, in our respective wives and uh your 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 young uh, daughter alice mm-hmm. uh went to the apple orchard last week and we came home with like 400 apples <laughs> and, and uh and my wife made a pie with it and we still had like a bunch of apples left over so i'm like i'm gonna make apple cider because you can make apple cider and then you can put an apple cider donuts and make those as well Ooh. so i'm bubbling up with apple cider so i went downstairs between episodes addressed the apple cider and uh and started stirring it a little bit and uh and jenna uh, my wife said uh you know we're approaching DoorDash time. <laughs> <laughs> the point, the point in the evening where uh, neither of us have made anything for dinner, and it's about that time As to, to order do. DoorDash. So, so it's a possibility. We could, we could be approaching food o'clock here in the Brose it, household. It's it's food o'clock for me at least. <laughs> uh, well, welcome everybody to the Brose podcast. It's 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 food o'clock somewhere wherever you are. <laughs> um, so um, the podcast, of course, is available. Uh, on several platforms, uh, as far as uh, Google Podcasts, <laughs> I feel like we really lost the train on this one. Uh, <laughs> like, choo, choo. Uh, talking about food for Do we a have while. podcasts? Uh, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't realize that having Tim as the executive branch is our stabilizing force. <laughs> as far as the show is that, that is why he is president. So. Okay, but uh, but listen, in in absence of our our leader, our, our fearless leader Tim Hanson, we will try to press on. So uh, let's let's do this again. The podcast is available at on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and everywhere else where fine podcasts are bought and sold. And if you have a question you'd like to submit to the show, you want to email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Uh, and 
Why would you do that, you might ask? Maybe you haven't listened to any of our previous, like, what are we at now? 56-ish episodes. I'm just guessing now. Uh, But if you haven't listened to any of those episodes, you might not know that the premise of the show is that we answer questions from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything. This episode is episode 56. (laughs) Damn right, baby. Let's go. Uh, And we do it while enjoying a delicious glass of rosé. So before we get to the questions, let's discuss the wines that we're drinking. Uh, and you guys want to go first? Matt, sure. you go first. I'd love to. So, um, so I'm drinking a winemaker's blend, uh, and it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, basically I I had a half bottle of Matua available to me from the Golden Brobes Awards, and uh, and then I had another half bottle, and I decided what would any reasonable person do? Combine the two and drink it all at once. So uh, I have a, a what I'm calling the Casnell Winemakers Blend. 2019 and uh as if you've listened to the last two episodes i've been trying to come up with tasting notes for these because we've been drinking so much rosé over the last year that i feel like yeah i i I can i can write these now i can get people to appreciate the palette that i'm trying to present when i combine matua and whatever it was (laughs) so uh so i'm gonna try one last set of tasting notes out on you uh and uh hold on in fact i'm gonna look at the bottle for this one so it's just one of those days where you don't want to wake up. Everything is fucked. Everybody sucks. You really and you don't really know why, but you want to justify ripping someone's head off. It's all about the he says, she says bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> I, I, I want to really commend you for your commitment to the bit of picking up the wine bottle. <laughs> And then reciting those lyrics from memory on this audio medium, you picked up the bottle. I want everyone to know. It's theater that, of the mind. That Matt picked up the Matua bottle, looked at the, at the tasting notes, and, and then... And instead recited the lyrics to Break Stuff by Lynn Biscuit. <laughs> it's all about the presentation, guys. Uh, Rich, what are you drinking tonight? I feel like I'm there. I, I am drinking uh, Kuhn uh, Rosado. It's a uh, uh, a wine from I believe Spain, and the tasting notes is a uh, Cune Rosado is produced by the fifth generation of the founders of Cavini from hand <laughs> Cavini C V N E C V N E. It's exactly uh, uh, from the hand picked Temperiliano. Or I don't know grapes. I can't. <laughs> this, is a red this is rough. Oh. <laughs> Off the walls. Uh, during the fermentation, the skins are kept in contact with the juice in order to achieve a rosé full of summer fruit aromas and complex frenet- finish. Frenish. <laughs> frenish. Sean, you go ahead. Okay. Uh, I'm drinking... The Friends are really good <laughs> hockey players, by the way. The Friends. Fr- the, the, frin- the, the Frenish national team. Oh, they're so good. Yeah. I feel like they really give us a run for our money in the Olympics. <laughs> this is why I don't like reading, guys. <laughs> Sean, what are you drinking? I'm drinking uh, Pinnacle Ridge Brut Rosé from uh, Lehigh Valley. It's a Lehigh Valley sparkling wine, 2017, and it is fine. It's it's actually, it would be very good. One glass. Mm-hmm. One glass would be good after dinner or for a toast or something. It's a good sparkling wine. Sparkling wine is not my thing. Yeah, It's not a sip in wine for me. If you love sparkling wine and you mm-hmm. like rosé, this I honestly would recommend this. Not just because my parents gave it to me for free. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a good wine. 
uh, I would not drink three glasses of it. Yeah, I was saying, there's a lesson to be <laughs> taken from you drinking this, and I think Tim in the very first episode drank a champagne rosé as well. Out of spite. Out of spite, because he was like against the idea of just drinking rosé on the show. Um, but if there's a lesson to be learned from that, it's just like, the, the bubbly, sparkling rosés are not... You're, you're not housing... Like, okay, let, let, me, let me be frank. You shouldn't be housing a whole bottle of rosé anyway. Just but I mean, if you're line. gonna... But if you're gonna, don't do the sparkling kind. <laughs> Truly. Are, are there any limericks on there from Dave Matthews or anything? No, there's oh no... Uh, there's there's no, uh, <laughs> no stories rem- about African beasts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, like how that came out. He wakes up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Hold on. Let me he go. wakes up in the morning. Yeah. We know what you meant. It's all good. Um, uh... So, Rich... <laughs> Tim, truly, Tim brings so much to this. It's over. I'm like, really, it's it is, it's so bizarre because yeah. I feel like it's really throwing us off our rhythm yeah. because we don't have that fourth well, person to throw. We almost always have at least four. Yeah, like, it's like Tim's we, not here. It's like, all right, like if it was Rich and Tim, we had Vince, or if it was, you know, like we always have had a fourth, yeah. and now to just have three, like so, yeah. we really are. Like we're we're to to continue with the hockey analogy, we're shooting passes to where Tim should be and it's just bouncing <laughs> off the wall. Like, and it's we we had we just did two with four and yeah. like Yeah, I miss him. We, yeah. yeah. I miss him. He, miss his, him. His, uh, I miss his his face. His absence is felt. I miss his musk. Truly. Yeah. And when all this is over, he and I are gonna get apartment together. And things are gonna be okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh Rich, uh we got a we got a set of questions to yes. take care of. Um I've got an envelope with uh three wine glasses that kind of look like um Goalposts in a or they do yes I love them I love them so <laughs> I love much them. thank um, you Jake for making our envelopes yes. every week yeah pretty much um on the back it says and I hate this so much <laughs> recently I re- realized that the name Scarecrow was the name of a scarecrow because they scare crows listen uh-huh. we all have to come to that realization at some point yes don't pretend like when you were like 12 you didn't realize that that's why it's called a scarecrow ah. <laughs> don't pretend like you knew the whole time look, look because you didn't the only the, the only reason i hate this so much is because i was 31 yeah. and three months when i found yeah. out that you that's were why today I, you're yeah, today years old and the envelope says fuck what what <laughs> are you kidding me <laughs> what <laughs> All right, so Rich, what is the first question? <laughs> right. We peaked so much. <laughs> so the first question is uh, by Mr. Jimothy Holland. Ah, oh, Jimothy. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, if you were building a lightsaber, what color and configuration would you have, and why? Hmm. Okay. Um, I'm going to need your guys' help. Go okay. for it. Because, as stated, I think either the last episode or the one before, I do not particularly like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that I don't have anything against it. It's just not my cup of tea. Sure. Yes. Um, what does configuration mean? Because color. So I got that part. <laughs> have, you, have you seen Star Wars Episode One? With with that's Darth the one Maul with Jar Jar Binks. Yes. <laughs> yes, it has Jar Jar Binks and Darth Maul. Darth Maul had the double bladed. Okay. Or the regular lightsaber is just like the normal. You can go with uh, Count Dooku, who his is a little curved. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> only yeah, only to is. the left, not to the right. Yeah. Um right. and then, then or, Kylo uh, Ren's is has like the Kylo uh, Ren's like hilt. Which the, which is which, the fucking dumbest. So okay. yeah. that is that <laughs> not is that, one. that is because he used uh some nerd lore here. That is because he used a cracked lightsaber crystal and it exer- it exerts too much energy so it has to release the extra energy mm. 
on the two sides. There also appears to be in the trailer for the for the new one. There appears to be I don't know is it Ray? Somebody's Ray. got like a one that has like a a normal a normal lightsaber, but you can flip it and then it becomes, it becomes a Darth Maul kind a of lightsaber. dual blade. Uh. Like it, it's like a it's double and it like it Almost opens like a up to have two. Oh, okay. um, so that's what he means by configuration. Okay, that okay, okay, okay. All right, that helps me. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the only thing you necessarily need to know is red is generally dark side and Sith. The other colors are supposed to show a different type of Jedi, like an Inquisitor or, um, a, uh, um, like different kinds of like training in the Jedi. We don't care about that right now because so it's just any, it can be any color. Yes. Yeah. Presumably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if it has not in lore, like in canon, yeah. well, been used. Well, mm-hmm. and I said this uh, during the last session. Um, the only reason why Mace Windu has a purple lightsaber is because um, Sam Jackson went to Lucas when they were making it and was like, just give me a unique lightsaber. Okay. And so they gave him a purple could, lightsaber. Could, would there be... a? Do you have like a quick rundown of what they mean for me? If he was like like the five-second pitch, what each color means? If you don't know, that's I, fine. I, I don't then remember. Okay. It's uh, you. If you were to play, um, um, which is a fantastic game that I think everyone should play, uh, Knights of the Old Republic, mm-hmm. it goes down what like the three base colors are yellow, blue, and green. Mm-hmm. And then red is generally okay. dark side. All right. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Which and that is like in normal Star Wars lore, it's yellow, yellow, blue, and green, and then dark side is red. There's okay. like the That's purple was just just for Sam, just for Sam Jackson, just for Sam. But Jackson. any color, what color? Okay, okay, that's a good. That's good. So, as far as design goes, I I, I would traditionally like, even though it's supposed to be a sword, that the, the saber is supposed to be. I kind of like the idea of making it a non-traditional weapon, like maybe like a set of nunchucks. Mm-hmm. Like that'd be fucking cool. Like just have like a lightsaber nut set of nunchucks, like uh, like Maxi from Soul Calibur, and just like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> um, and that's what he sounds like. Uh, so, <laughs> so, um, so I don't know. I, I I would go non-traditional. I don't want just like a normal sword, even though that would be sweet because it's a fucking lightsaber. <laughs> um, and then color. Uh, <laughs> Fuck it. Kelly Green. Fly Eagles Fly. <laughs> there you go. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Um, For me, I personally have always loved the dual-bladed, like, long, double-sided lightsaber. Even, like, uh, Darth Maul has it. Uh, one of the main characters in Knights of the Republic has it. And now, possibly, Rey has one. And I just, I've always loved that idea. Mm-hmm. Even, like, Donatello was my favorite Ninja Turtle. He has the bow staff. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go with a dual-bladed lightsaber. And as for color, I, I'm I'm going to have to go with, like, a Hulk green. Mm. Ooh, two green lightsabers. Yeah. So it's slightly different shade, but nonetheless yeah. green. Green, yeah. okay. Yeah. It, it'd either be Hulk green or I'm going to double down on the Nerd Dome, uh, TARDIS blue. Okay. 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 I would just pick a basic lightsaber mm-hmm. because... From my perspective, it seems that all of the other, like, any frills are just dangerous. <laughs> like, potential <laughs> to maim myself. You have a bow yeah. staff lightsaber, gonna cut myself with one of those sides. You have a nunchuck You're gonna cut yourself a lot with a nunchuck <laughs> yeah. lightsaber. Yeah, you got, we got many missing limbs. I So I'm gonna go with the standard lightsaber, just because in this, in this instance, I think, you know, they, they got it right the first time. 
Yeah. I, I and I I like the, it's, it's easy like, to wrap your head around. Yeah, like, yeah. With nunchucks or with knives or something, you sort of have to have a technique. Yeah. With a sword, it's like I got a fucking sword. I know myself, so I'm going with a sword, and I'm gonna go with the purple one, like Mace Windu, mm. just because that's my favorite color for okay. no other reason, Ooh. just because yeah. it's my purple's my favorite color, and mm. I may, like his was kind of like a light, like a like a lilac or whatever, like it was like yeah. a light purple. Yeah. I would go with like a darker purple, okay. like like mm-hmm. a royal purple get really <laughs> like one of those purples that could maybe almost be black yes like a okay. real dark vi- vivid purple nice i, I like that That's i like that color. idea a lot mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely yes um cool designs cool designs what, what about you listeners yeah That's what kind one. of lightsaber would nah, you i don't have? give a shit about that <laughs> okay <laughs> I mean, if, they, if they did want to give us their opinion uh brose underscore podcast on twitter is a great place to send those uh those responses yes yes yeah. All right, what is our next question, Rich? Um, the next one is from uh, Emily Cooper Tursich. All right. Uh, ETC. And, and, and did, this... she get, did she get shout out as Emily Cooper Tursich? She just wrote Emily Cooper. And it's it. Emily Cooper. Emily yeah, Cooper. That's what she's going by. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I had to make sure because initially when it her Emily question Cooper it was Emily Cooper Tursich, I think she, I I think, I don't know, I fucking don't know. <laughs> if it says Emily Cooper, just go with that em- because Mary was with her yeah. when she asked yes. that question. So the M. <laughs> uh, Emily is asking us, uh, something a little bit lighter than her and her husband usually ask us. <laughs> Favorite fall time activity? Fall time. My favorite fall time activity is pondering what I would do in the event of a nuclear holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if uh, the climate crisis actually yeah. did turn us into Mad Max, would I be a raider? Is or... global warming the patriarchy? <laughs> no. All right. Uh, <laughs> it's global warming the patriarchy. I, 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 I jest only because Emily Emily and, and uh, her husband I can't remember her husband's John. name for life me. Emily and John's questions are typically the most thoughtful and the most they, they, they present the most serious topics and then to have a question like what is what's your favorite thing what, to do in the what's fall? What's your best fall fun? Yeah, it's just like whoa. <laughs> they contain multitudes. That's yeah. all I can say. Truly yeah. they do. Truly <laughs> they do. Alright. So <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a good question though. It is my favorite is uh, haunted attractions. Like, mm-hmm. um, even though it is, it, it's, uh, it's the best example I can think of Penhurst Asylum or Eastern State Penitentiary. Let me tell you Ooh. how, how that like Mary fucking hates Penhurst. Yeah. Why? Is because it a, it's, is it a mental health thing? Yeah. Or? It's, yeah. it's very exploitative. It's, it's, well, yeah, it's exploitative. And like, there are people, if, so she, I think there was a person who she's, and I, I don't want to be talking out of turn, but the, as I remember the story that she was telling me, there was a woman, a client of hers, who lived at Penhurst mm-hmm. and loved it. Like, was like, this that was her home for years. Okay. And it wasn't, it seems like it wasn't, for her at least, that bad. And to have it changed into this kind of perversion of what, you know, what normies think of as... uh as a mental health institution with like crazy nurses and like everyone's upset like she's like it's upsetting to her because mm-hmm. she's like that was my house like it would mm-hmm. be as it yeah. would be upsetting to anybody to yeah, their yeah. Home. so like i think for her it's it there is it's kind of double-sided it's this demonization of mental health care mm-hmm. uh and also it's it's like in this it's making light of like actual bad things that happened yeah. so like for her penhurst is like a real she has a like she has a lot of really well informed and with good intentions opinions mm-hmm. about Penhurst. Yeah. Uh yeah, but I that I mean like, not to not it, to not well, to like 
be not just shit on your parade, but but haunted attractions like yeah. there was yeah. um, Shady Brook Farms Shady Brook, up in Philly, uh, Bates Motel, yeah, um, Creamy Acres. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. even going to one next Friday. I can't remember the name of it. It's up in like mm, I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm doing it with work people. Like I love going to those things. I just don't get to go to them that often. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I used to go to them a lot when I was in high school. They always had like yeah. you know deals mm-hmm. that you could go with all your friends, and it's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have like a nice cup of cider afterwards mm-hmm. by oh, a yeah. bonfire. Definitely, it's really nice. Yeah. yeah. So, Sean, do you have a favorite fall-time activity uh, outside of those? My favorite fall-time activity is probably, like, I, I did, we went, uh, Matt, as we mentioned before, mm-hmm. Matt and I went to, and our families went to Minus Jig. Yes. Uh, went to, um, we went apple picking. And I really like Johnson's do, Corner yeah, Farm. I like doing that. Like, I know it's dumb, and I know it's, <laughs> I'm paying too much for apples. <laughs> That I had to do the manual labor for. <laughs> like I understand all of these mm-hmm. qualms that you can have, but I really do like that. It's because it's nice, and when it's like a little bit crisp in the air, and then you can also go and have like a nice, warm like hot chocolate or something. Yep. Those are my favorite fall activities, yeah. and yeah. it's it's nice to be outside, and it's mm-hmm. it's the air is feels the most clean. Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. Not, I I genuinely like doing like going apple picking and, and stuff like that. Fall is my favorite season of the year it is is by far my favorite like listen summer it's like, top four it's in the top four <laughs> in the 25th percent well i mean <laughs> when you live in new jersey there's actually like 13 seasons yeah. so yeah. yeah it's true it, it, it varies as opposed to like western pa where there's only two which is like winter and then two weeks of blistering summer uh, but um but so uh, fall is my favorite time of year because i feel like my favorite fall activities um, as, as uh, to go back to our basic conversation, the basic dude thing is just like, dude, football's on. Uh, so, so my, 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 my ideal fall day is like, I wake up, cook some breakfast, you know, maybe if there's a, if there is a farmer's market available nearby, I'll pop over there. When I was living in Delaware, there was a farmer's market right up the street. We'd go there, you know, right after church and pick up some sausages. Chef's kiss. Um, <laughs> chef's kiss. Get some yeah, bread. that's what that was. There was one guy who made delicious sausages and he made like, you know, like. The normal kind, like bratwurst and everything, and then he made like buffalo chicken sausage, and I get that. So my ideal fall day is like cook breakfast, go out to you know go to church, you know pick up some food, and in the morning, in addition to breakfast, I've thrown in like stuff for chili, like and had that slow cooking, and then you know a couple of you, you guys come over and you know, we're watching watching the Eagles game or watching what have you, and I've got like a glass of Maker's Mark in my hand or something. And then, uh, you know, the chili's ready and it's time to eat like the nice one. Just like that whole vibe. The windows are open because it's like, it's not super cold out yet. So you can get the fresh air going in the house and, you know, you're cooking, you're eating good food. You're hanging out with good friends. You know, you're watching football. Like, it's just like the, the communal a- aspect of it. The communal aspect of really just being like a, a home buddy for the, for, for a whole day. Like it is very nice because yeah. it's. It, it, all that stuff, it's like it's right in my wheelhouse. I love it all. Yeah, and I, there's like yeah. a coziness to fall that's yes. on top. Of, like you can do all that stuff in, I mean, except for football. But like you can do that kind of stuff in summer, and mm-hmm. even in winter. But there is like a special coziness to fall because it's not in winter. It's like survival, survival coziness. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas in fall, it's like you're I'm, eating all the food at home because you can't leave. Yeah, I'm choosing <laughs> to wrap myself in this blanket yeah. and yes. be comfortable. It's yeah, beautiful. it's just it's so so you know, like you said it's comfortable. It's mm-hmm. it's calming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get all the good all the good like 
it's this it's where you start to like in the summer like there is an expectation a good one where you're like you're out and about like you're going on vacation you're yeah. you're taking yeah. if you're able to you go on a vacation you take a trip you know you're going to see friends you're outside and everything like that the the expectation is to leave your house with fall there's the 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 growing feeling of okay it's okay if you want to just hang out at home today. Like, yeah. it's not like you're not ways like it's a beautiful day outside, but it's also a beautiful day if you just want to open the windows and have the good the yeah. good weather my, inside as well. My second favorite fall activity is opening the windows and playing video games. Oh my god, it's great! <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so nice. Yeah, yeah, it's. I agree. I love fall, guys. Yep. Yeah, dude, like, this is it. We're hitting our stride right like, now. <laughs> like when when people sit there during the summer and say to me, "Oh, it's a beautiful day this day," or "This day's supposed to be beautiful." What are you gonna do? I turn on like I I'm gonna sit there in my air conditioning and watch TV. Mm-hmm. But then when people tell me, "Oh, what are you gonna do on this fall?" Whatever, I'm like, you know what? I might go for a walk. I might go to like to the mm-hmm. to the park or whatever and do yep. this or do that because yep. it's actually a beautiful day. Like, yeah, this is the perfect temperature. You get the cool mornings. You get like warm-ish afternoons, and then you know you get cool evenings. Yeah. It's not like blistering hot at all times. You're not freezing and trying to bundle up at all times. Yeah. You want to go out for a walk or a yog or something like that. <laughs> uh, you, 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 it's a good temperature for that. Um, it, it, it really it, it checks all the boxes, man. It checks all the boxes. Absolutely. Yep. What a great season. Yeah, and you've got and you've got. Yeah, you know, the holidays look forward to. If you're a sports fan, you get hockey. This is the time of year because you got October baseball. You've got uh, hockey season starting soon. Basketball season, football season in full swing. There's all sorts yeah. of professional you have, sports to watch. You have every sport in fall. Every sport is rocking right now. Mm-hmm. Like it's beautiful. I think the only one I can think of that isn't in fall is lacrosse. I think that starts winter, um, and that's not yeah. like. That's not even generally accepted as a professional okay. sport. Yeah, yeah, well, that's fine. I <laughs> yeah. mean, not to not to knock lacrosse, but like, yeah, okay, it's not one of the big four. No, it's not, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the exactly. big four of North American sports. But yeah, like if you're playing outside, you know, the, the, this is this is a good time. You get soccer too if you're mm-hmm. you got a kid in high school or a kid in grade school or something. Like, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Fall is the official season of the Brose Podcast. Absolutely. I'm going to put that out there. I can, I can handle it. And in absence can, of our executive branch, I feel like we can just I, ratify that right quorum. now. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I will say I love winter a, a little bit over fall, but yeah, okay. I'll, I'll agree with that. I, I Fall, it can be the official. Okay. 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 Yep. Fall, the official season of the Brose Podcast. Nailed so it, it. So it. So it is. What is our next question, Rich? I don't even know. Oh, God. <laughs> you okay, bud? <laughs> Laura Mipsum. <laughs> Which... Which of the states would make the best weapon? Texas. It's got a lot of sharp edges. <laughs> Florida, because it kind of has that like Ooh. gun. Like, would it could you it be hold a, it by the or like a panhandle or like it could be a boomerang? Who's this? Have a name? To this it is no name. <laughs> no name. Is this the gorilla mail guy again? Uh, maybe it doesn't say not like I'm looking all over. It doesn't. It's just says, what the of, best weapon. Which of the states would make the it would best? Be, it would weapon? be Michigan because the one hand is like a glove for punching, uh, and the other one's like a pincher. Uh, <laughs> so you're like you you're like a one. boxing crab. <laughs> I I like that. I do like that. The worst would be Hawaii because it's just a bunch of rocks. That you have to <laughs> yeah, or Rhode Island because really one grip. very small. Rhode Island. Yeah. <laughs> um, God, what other wrestle? California is just freaking huge. You it probably is? just like yeah, smack it's somebody. Bludgeon. With it. It's just a club, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. Idaho's like a pan, right? 
Is that what I'm thinking? Uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think it might be I. I no, it's. You got a long grip on Idaho. Yeah, yeah. it's got the gri- it's got the is grip. It's like a hatchet. It's at Oklahoma. What is that Oklahoma? Oklahoma? What do the states look like? <laughs> <laughs> Oklahoma's got a smaller handle, but it's like a thicker. Uh, yeah, bottom that's what I'm it. thinking. I'm yeah. thinking Oklahoma. Then it's the most hammer-like. Yeah. Okay. It's like an axe almost. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um. I, I'm. Hmm. Florida's a good pick. Uh. I. I would go with. I got, we're, we're we're exclusively going by the shape of the state, right? Like, there's no other factors we're considering here. Like, I mean, no. that's what I'm assuming, yeah, unless okay. like Alaska is an ice weapon because it's <laughs> Alaska. Well, I was thinking more like if Florida, you just got all the the maniacs that live in Florida yeah. at your I mean, disposal. You know, Wyoming would be terrible because it's just a square. Yeah, but Idaho would be pretty sweet because it's kind of like an axe. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Is that Sean? Yeah. 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 So Sean, you're... I'm going to go with Oklahoma. Okay. Because that is like it is like a hammer. Or like yeah. a cleaver. It's like cleaver shaped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll go with Idaho because it's very similar to Oklahoma. It looks like <laughs> looks kind of looks like an axe. To to be to be to be absolutely yeah. uh, transparent right now, yeah. we are looking at the states because we do not know what they look <laughs> no, like. No, oh, no. I've got like no, six no. memorized, yeah. and then yeah. everything else is like it's probably. A block. I got Pennsylvania and Jersey. Once you get west Ohio. of once you get west of Illinois, there's like two thirds <laughs> of the country is just blocks. And then the elf. I know the, the elf. elf. Wait, the elf? Oh, yeah. Minnesota, Iowa, Missouri, Arkansas, oh. and uh, Louisiana just looks like a person like in a chef's hat. Oh, sh- I didn't know that. What? <laughs> no, I never knew that. Like, I know yeah. the shapes of them, but I yeah. never pictured them as an elf. It's all of the states yeah. left of the Mississippi, I think. Okay. Whew. Yeah. Um, I'll go Florida. My, my original vote of Texas, I'm realizing, is basically a throwing star, but it's huge and unwieldy. <laughs> so I'll, I'll go with Florida because I could feasibly see that maybe being like a long barrel gun or something. So we'll go with that. Yeah. Okay. God, this is great. Wow. Wow. So Wyoming would be the worst. What would Wyoming be the worst one? Montana, maybe any of the square ones. Mm-hmm. I think Rhode Island would be the worst. It's I think a it small would. square. Yeah. Cause at least like with Wyoming, if it's big, it's got like the sharp edges. Yeah, but you like, got the, the heft. Yeah. You got the heft, but with Rhode Island, it's like, well, what are you going to do? Like, so, all right. So we're going with Rhode Island, uh, not Rhode Island. Uh, we're going Florida, Idaho, Oklahoma as our three weapons of choice as far as states are concerned. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I, I can dig it. I can dig it. <laughs> um, now, which superpowers do we get? What is our next question, Rich? Uh, the next question is from Emily Cooper. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you get your flu shot this year? Why or why not? No, I no, because they haven't offered it yet at my work. Yeah, it's I, coming. I did just because they did offer it at work, and I asked Sean and Mary, "Do you want me to get the flu shot?" Because I'm over so often. Oh, uh, yeah. And they said yes. That is the first time I've ever gotten a flu shot in memory. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So I have not gotten the flu shot, but I get it pretty much every year. Yeah, that's I. I have not gotten it yet, but I will be getting it because yeah. of the same reason the rich is <laughs> yeah. to protect my child. Yeah, yeah. herd immunity, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. And, and it's like I've. I believe last year when I got Sean's entire family sick, I believe that was the flu. I think you're right. And so ever since then, I'm like, I should be careful Mm because I got an entire family sick. Mm -hmm. And because I thought I had a sinus infection and not the flu shot. So, yeah, this past Wednesday, my office had flu shots. Yeah. As soon as that's available at work, I will. And and this is one of those things where, like, I, I typically, again... This is one of those things because it has become a thing now where people don't get the flu shot. And I typically stray towards a libertarian state of mind. But this is one of those areas where um, 
I, and knowing knowing somebody who works in healthcare, the idea of herd herd immunity and the fact that it's like okay, it's not just you. It's because there yeah. are other people with weaker immune systems. There, there was a you. really long time when I wouldn't get it because I was like, I don't need it because I'm young and I have a very like I'm not like I'm young and if I get the flu, I'll just deal with it. Right. But like now. The perspective is different where it's like, I need to get it just so I don't get give it to someone else. Even if you're strong enough to hold it off, you could pass it on to whoever. I I don't remember if I ever did, but when we were all in college, the swine flu was a big thing. Yeah. And my school offered free swine flu vaccines. I don't remember if I ever did because I was like, I'm never going to get it. And I don't, at the time, not, not being like, I don't think anybody should get vaccinated, but, uh. Your immune system gets stronger. This is something <laughs> yeah. like rub I believe some dirt you should kind of what's that? The rub some dirt in it mentality. Yeah, yeah you like, get hurt, like rub some dirt in it, you'll, you'll be fine. Yeah, like get your vaccines at the beginning of your life, but now, like when you're a teenager or young adult, you don't need your vaccines. You, yeah. you need your immune system to get stronger, type of thing. Yeah. So there's there's a lot there's there's a, a the stuff you should know podcast had an interesting episode about this and like vaccines and immunity and everything like that, and it, there, there's a and I can be correct, correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, but like, it seems like it's like the first four years of your life where you want to, you want to vaccinate your children, give them the right medication, but it, that that's when your immune system is developing. Yeah. So when it comes to like the quote unquote, rub some dirt in it mentality or washing your hands or what have you, you're really developing your immune system for me, just like one through six or mm-hmm. zero through six. And then like later on in life, you know, you're, you're you're kind of where you're at as far as your yeah. own system is concerned. So I, I could be wrong on that, but that there, there's some truth in there, but it's not necessarily the right, the window of age that everybody, by the time everybody realizes, oh, I could just rub some dirt in it and I'll be okay. Your immune system's probably set where it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, get yeah. your fucking flu shots, guys. Yeah. I mean, it, they're usually free or like, like a small amount of money with your insurance. I'm pretty like sure Rite Aid does them for free as mm-hmm. long as you have insurance. Yep. Yeah. We, I, yeah. And I, you know, I when I was younger, I was you know you're dumb and selfish. You're just like it doesn't matter. Yeah, because I won't get sick. But I don't think I got it. At school. They, they might have offered it while I was in college, while we were in school. But I never like, did. I don't think I. I might have gotten it once. I think I got the swine flu vaccine. And the the besides the fact that I'm always at Sean's and I didn't want to get the baby sick and the entire family sick. Mm-hmm. The only reason I got it this year as well is because I got the flu last year. Okay. I don't believe I've ever had the flu, so I was like. Oh shit, I'm thirty. Mm-hmm. So why did so why it. did you not get it before? I just like it was more of like what the the whatever effect you were talking about. It's it was like I personally felt like you're going to be stronger if you don't. Have I, it. If I don't get it, then my immune system is going to be actively stronger. And I've never had the flu before. I've never mm-hmm. gotten the flu. Yeah. I used to work at McDonald's. I used to. I I never got sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You well. You you think about it in like a micro perspective as opposed to the macro, where it's like you should get it because even if you even if it were true that it's making your immune system stronger, you like there's other I, people that yeah. get affected by it. Yeah. Like my entire family <laughs> that and, one time. And look, in one fell swoop. It, again. I thought it was a sinus infection. No, if, no, no. I'm not, like, I'm not blaming yeah, yeah. you. You yeah, got yeah. my family sick, but it wasn't. You, you weren't trying to. It yeah, yeah. It was an it, accident. Sucks. It was. Absolutely. I got Sean sick a couple months ago. It's, oh yeah, shit happens. Got yeah. all of us. Like two. I mean, two, two quarters. Fair, we need to stop making out all the time, guys. That's true. <laughs> There's a reason these episodes take as long as they do. Yeah. <laughs> we have to We're pausing out. after every question. You go, all right, guys. How about a snog? Let's go. <laughs> 
<laughs> God damn it. Uh, so anyway, so yeah, so the how you show. said, how about a snog? <laughs> For some reason, I was like, I got to think of another word other than kiss. I'm like, Harry Potter. Snogging. <laughs> Everybody's just snogging in the hallways. Yeah. What is our next question, Rich? Right, the next question is uh, submitted by uh, Tom. Or not Tom, huh? <laughs> by Tom Hansen. Oh, wow. <laughs> Well, I really need food before I leave. Uh, by John Tersich. Okay. Okay. Uh, what would you do if a goose came into your garden? <laughs> God, shout out to the Cooper Church's uh, residents this, this week. Really what, bringing it. What would you do if a goose came into your garden and tried to steal your thermos? <laughs> I wouldn't let him do it. Like, he's trying to have a picnic. Um, I believe I would just walk around with a, th- a thought bubble that had a th- picture of a thermos in it <laughs> yeah like, like huh. if he stole my thermos i wouldn't know where it was do mm. i know the goose actually <laughs> stole it like no like and, and confirm and by the meme that i talked about last se- last episode mm. i'd grab it by the neck <laughs> and yeet it you'd eat that goose right yeah i'd grab yeah. my thermos and i'd goose. run yeah. you would eat that goose yeah right over your garden wall <laughs> like, you know what no you took my thermos. I saw you take my radio earlier. I heard it. I heard it. I heard it. I, I, at, one, at one point... I think it's he, in the river now. He, he took my keys. I can't find my keys, so yeah. my garden's always unlocked now. Locked out of my garden. Like, Dude, that game is so good. It is. The Untitled Goose game is unbelievable. One yes. million percent worth, um, your, worth what, your money. What is, yeah. what is the name of the company that makes uh, House it? House House, I think. House House, yes. Yeah. Uh, it, we, we have talked about this in previous episodes. On Total Goose game available on PC and Switch only by House House. It's amazing. That is absolutely what John is um, referencing. It is. And so it was on sale. I think it's normally like 20 bucks. Yeah. Or something like yeah. That. It was if 15. it was 40, I would have bought it. Like, and I don't care. The game's quite short. Like, the, the basic game is only a couple hours long. It's 100% worth it. Like, yeah, it's, it's absolutely. Just, yes. Because you don't have to. Because the goals, like, there are goals there, but, like, I've had just as much fun like hiding in a box and honking at people. And be like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, this I, box is honking. I I just absolutely love the memes that are coming out of this game. Like I I believe I shared it on Facebook. It's one where the goose steals the Infinity Gauntlet from Thanos yeah, and starts yeah, yeah. running from it. Yeah. <laughs> and and then there's another one where it's the goose dressed as Darkwing Duck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I this the the goose game is like one of the only video game experiences I've had with Mary, where Mary and I are like playing a game together, mm-hmm. and it, it's like it is so wholesome. Yeah, and there's nothing like it is. It You're is, just a, it, an asshole goose. It is, I, it, that's it. Like it's I perfect because of this, I want to go back and get push me pull you. Their old game, their first oh, game. Okay, okay. I thought they, you just no, wanted no. to get a push me pull you. No, they they. <laughs> I, I want to watch Doctor Doolittle, nineteen sixty-three. <laughs> I believe I believe the game is called Push Me Pull You, and it is you are a double-sided person or something like that. And it is like House House makes some good, like fun, silly, stupid games like this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's it was. I don't know. It was. It was. It's not the perfect game, but for yeah. what it was advertised as, yeah, and what you get, it yeah. is great the yeah like, that game had me was when there was a, a picture that floating around of uh the the gardener with the scratching his head looking like with the thought bubble looking for his keys and right behind him there's a goose with it like behind the pillar just poking his head out with the keys <laughs> dangling from his mouth i'm like i'm in <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. it's it. it's so it, it, i mean <laughs> it's just like when i talked about um uh stardew valley it's just one of those games that like there's 
not a lot you have to pay attention to and it's all right there in front of you it's yeah and it's not super hard no. yeah and it's yeah it is like, just it's like, just it can be a little bit frustrating but like even then you're just it makes you be a there's no consequence yeah yeah there, that's yeah there's nothing yeah fail like, their failure is not there's no penalty for it except your time being a goose yeah, yeah. you have to be a goose long you don't yeah. die you get gooses that you just get kicked out of like the room that you're in mm -hmm. like yeah like, oh, shoo like yeah and the very gradual shoo that all the characters are like shoo <laughs> yeah like, everything it, about it is great oh it's, man it's such and you find the one and you find the one kid that you can like bully like, it's like they're <laughs> screaming all the, oh i'm so scared oh, that poor around. kid i've tormented yeah. him so much you untie it's his just shoes so fun and you scare him you, you get him to fall into the puddle and <laughs> oh man that game Dude, it's so, so good. So what would you guys do if a goose <laughs> came into your garden and stole your thermos? I would let that goose steal. I'd probably put up a sign that says no goose is allowed, yeah. thinking that the goose could read it. And then I would hammer it in three times. <laughs> and, then the... look pr and then look proud of myself, walk Love away. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that'd be the answer. That sounds, yes. sounds reasonable. I would want no more geese. Yeah. I, yes. Me, I would, I would try to eat the goose, but... I mean... <laughs> yes. Who knows? Well, the sign is, is, is useful because then the goose will see it and go, "Oh, I'm not allowed here." Exactly. Yeah. Turn around and go home. Yeah. Yes. Because geese know symbology. Yeah, they, um, they know what they look like. <laughs> Next question: uh, What was your favorite part about school and your least favorite part about school? Not being there. Boom. Recess. That was a great show. It was. Uh, what was my favorite part about school? Whew. Um, I liked I. Not to say recess, but I did very much like the how easy it may it was to be friends with people at school. Like you yeah. just had yep. Like even like you would have yep. I had school friends who I like didn't talk to outside of school, mm -hmm. but like I it. It's also like this very, as a child, this very unifying force where you're all like, like you all have this common thing going on. So even like, though there was like, there was bullying and stuff, generally you have this kind of cause where it's like, you know, your whole class could generally get behind like, yo, this teacher sucks or this teacher's great. Yeah. And you would like you, that there was that, mm -hmm. that, uh, that thing uh, like yeah, a unifying unity. factor yeah like, yeah, yeah. So something I, that I you could like all that. agree with yeah exactly mm. yeah yeah you have all of that common ground to start from yeah right and so that was dope i did that was probably my favorite part of school my least favorite part was the i don't know the homework like i don't <laughs> i didn't really so I, I as far as i can tell i mean i wasn't i wasn't the quote popular kid but i knew everyone but I wasn't like the kid going to all the parties or whatever. But my my school wasn't super clicky. My school, like at least in high school, even in elementary school, except for that douche Josh, um, <laughs> fucking Josh. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like my school was my schools were were pretty good. So like my favorite part about them were I I took an electronics class where I learned how to like solder and make electronics and things like that. Like I built. A, a mono speaker i built a, a telephone like mm. a corded telephone and stuff like that in this electronics class like certain classes were like my favorite mm -hmm. um my least favorite was at least in high school 
I had a half hour, 45 minute walk to school every day. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. And we were uphill both ways. Uh, in yes. Snow? Yes. Yeah. Uh, uphill both ways in the snow. Dogs chasing you. Uh, sometimes, uh, there was a few times it was like, a uh, swampy area as well. Like, hmm. Only occasionally, depending on the route I took a rough deal. Yeah. Um, like it, it sucked cause I went to Collingswood and if you lived in Collingswood, you were not bust. Even even if you lived in Woodland and Oakland, you weren't bust, and you were mm-hmm. different towns coming to Collingswood. I lived ten minutes from Haddon Township High School, mm-hmm. and I had to walk a half hour to get to Collingswood High yeah, School. Yeah, that Whoa. sucks. Whoa. Yeah, so like I had generally a good school experience. I never really had those like outliers that made me hate school like a a few of my other peers and even current friends did who went to my same school but it was it's so overall for me it was like other things that made me mm-hmm. not hate school and yeah. enjoy extracurriculars are probably my favorite as well mm-hmm. i mean like the, the the you know listen like nobody's gonna be like oh man a- ap government and sociology was my favorite part of high school like it's, it's going to be one of the other activities like so i, I enjoyed like, I was in symphonic band. I played basketball for a couple of years. I, uh, you know, there was there was always something to do. I, I think the fact that, I think what I enjoyed the most was that there were music rooms available in our high school. So Ooh. not only, you know, if we wanted to, you know, practice for a symphonic band or what have you, we could go there. But, you know, there were also times where if I wanted to, you know, there was a talent show that they had every year. And if I wanted to go practice guitar for that, I could just, you know, during my study hall or whatever, just stow away there and play guitar. Um, the, 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 having that availability to just play music whenever I wanted to was very, very, very cool. Um, so the, the extracurricular stuff and the symphonic band was nice because that's a, a, to, to your unifying factor point to the two of you. Um, that was another thing. Like we were learning music. We were, you know, it, it's, it's another activity that a lot of us could relate to. And we were all unified in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, least favorite part. Oh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Least favorite part is really hard for me because, like, I went to Catholic school for first through eighth grade, mm-hmm. and then I went to another Catholic school, but it was like a college preparatory school. It was an all boys school, and it was like a very it was expensive and not not to like flex, but like so everybody who was there was the same. So, like, we didn't have really a bullying problem because yeah. it was, like, everyone's a rich white kid. Like, yeah. I mean, like, for, yes, everyone yeah. was a rich white kid. Yeah, so, yeah. like, or... <laughs> for better and for worse. Like, yeah. you, you know, you don't have the, so it wasn't, know, the experience of meeting other people, but also you don't have the yeah, bullying. It, yeah, it wasn't, there was, that wasn't as big of an issue. I'm sure it was for people, but for me it was not. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I recognize that that's, for a lot of people that, like, even just talking to Ma- Mary and my high school experiences are diametrically opposed. Like they are so different. Like I, I loved my high school. They've made some not great decisions since I've left, but like, yeah, they, because it's a Catholic school, but like, I, and Mary did not have a great time in high school for many reasons, mm-hmm. but like it is, I, it, I understand that like, this is a hard question because I understand that people had bad high school experiences, but I did not. Yeah, I don't want to just be like it was great the whole fucking time because for I mean for me it was. Yeah, but I understand that for a lot of people I, it wasn't. My, I had, you know, 
my high school, even though I just said like I had a good time in high school, my high school was recently in the news because a kid brought a gun to my high school. Mm-hmm. Like it, I know I had a good experience. Yes, mm-hmm. I know some others didn't. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my least favorite part of high school was the time when I went to senior prom with my girlfriend and she went home with another dude. <laughs> Not Ooh. naming names, <laughs> but it happened. Yeah. <laughs> I. The, the, the Reaper comes for us all when it comes to bad dating experiences. I'll, I'll give you a hug during Ooh, the next snogging does. session. All right? <laughs> yeah, after this one, when we're all making out, uh, we'll give you a little extra, oh, like, thanks, extra snug. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, what is our next question, Rich? All right. The next question is, um, and this is going to take me some time to think about, so you guys go first, obviously. Is this the final so, question? Um, possibly... What's the timing? Uh, we got, we got, uh, we got time. Okay, so maybe not. Uh, what is the best restaurant you've ever been to? Olive Garden. Oh, Jesus uh, no. Christ. Um. <laughs> okay, I know this one offhand. It is Sabrina's. Sabrina's Ooh. is amazing. And I've been to you know a bunch of good restaurants, but Sabrina's I've been to. I make. I make a point, generally when I go out to eat of getting something I haven't had before, because mm-hmm. I don't like to like, I know there are people who like to eat the same thing every single time. Cause it's safe, but I, I like to get different things. And Sabrina's is the only place that I've been and liked every single thing I got almost as much as like the thing I've liked everything as much as everything else. There is nothing that's significantly better or worse. I think the only time I had something I didn't like was when I got, um, I got eggs Benedict and I didn't know that I don't like eggs Benedict. <laughs> like it was, and it was just like, like I could like, oh, it's not a Sabrina specific thing. It's yeah. Just, it was, it eggs was one of those. Benedict is so good though. And I, I don't like it. And that's, I mean, I mean, that's just my thing. Yeah. But it, even though I didn't like it, I was like, Hey, this is objectively good. Like I can, you, it's one of those things. Like I can tell this is good. I just don't like, it's just not for me. Yeah. Right. yeah. It's not for me specifically, yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, man. but I will say Sabrina's, I've never been to the one in Philly, but the one in Collingswood is probably my favorite restaurant uh, with a uh, shout out to second place. Uh, Kitchen 519 mm. is uh, up the street from me. I, I don't know where it is in terms of the city, but it is. I would recommend it. They have great chicken and waffles and also great vegetarian chicken and waffles. Mm. Nice. Nice. So I think um, I, I'm going to be a little bit uh, close to the heart on this one because the restaurant that I the, the restaurant that I've cons- consistently enjoyed the most is a restaurant that isn't technically around anymore, and it's Rogers Bistro in uh, in uh, Westchester, Pennsylvania. Uh, I worked there for a few years, and the the gentleman who owned that restaurant, uh, Roger Sliman, is is one of the nicest guys I've ever known. And he genuinely made, he was a, he's a Lebanese gentleman who made a lot of Italian food and also introduced a lot of Mediterranean food into like a traditional bistro style restaurant. And so you get like, you know, oh, you could go there and get, you know, pasta dishes and everything like that. But he'd always throw like a couple of Mediterranean dishes in there. Uh, his, his demographic was a very traditional, like goes to a restaurant expecting the same kind of thing every time sort of demographic. But he'd always throw, you know, like a bistro chicken or, you know, something else Mediterranean. Like, uh, I don't know if he ever did it at this restaurant, but like Kibbe or something like that. It is, is and it, it, he never made a meal that was poor. He, he never made a bad meal. Like anything he tried. I was there, like I, w- I would be there like coming up with the specials board. And he's like, all right, Matthew, we're going to do the specials. And uh, he would just, 
And I'd be like, Roger, or I'd ask him, like, Roger, it's, you know, five minutes till the restaurant opens. We don't have any specials yet. And he's just, and he would just wing it. And he'd be like, uh, okay, we're doing um, Tuna Club with, uh, uh, oh, uh, anchovies <laughs> and uh, oh, rye sounds, bread. Sounds good, actually. And, uh, and I was like, you sure about this, man? And he was like, yeah, yeah. And it would be great. And people would order it and it would be delicious. And, like he never made a, a bad meal, and he he closed that restaurant, but he opened up a new restaurant that's just much more Mediterranean heavy, called Fatouche, which is in Paoli, Pennsylvania. Um, and I and I will say it as as I can emphasize, I'll emphasize as much as I can. I've never eaten a bad meal from the man, uh, whether it was at Rogers Bistro, or whether it was at Fatouche. Um, I will say Rogers Bistro is my favorite restaurant only because that's the one I had the most consistently, and it was just delicious every time. Hmm. So I've got one that's um, more nostalgia factor, and it's no longer around, so it brings back even more nostalgia, and it's just straight up the Metro Diner that was on Black Horse Pike that they now tore down for a fucking Wawa. Um, yeah, I'm not happy about that. However, the best restaurant I, as far as I can think of, have ever been to is uh, Harvest in the Morristown Mall. Harvest is very good. It is um, farm-to-table... Fresh everything, seasonal ingredients. I, I went there uh, a few years uh, when uh, Force Awakens released. It was like, what, six years ago, five years ago? And it was so good. Serving, like, the, the, the portions weren't that great, but the food was delicious. And I, I, I've honestly been like, I kind of want to go back there. Yeah. Harvest is good. There's there's one right around the corner in Cherry Hill, or I think I forget if it's Cherry Hill or Marlton technically. Is there? But, uh, there there is one. There's, it's like a small chain. Like because okay. I've been to one. There's one in the the mall, like you said, and there's also one in uh, Glen Mills, PA. Okay. Um, that I've been to. It's it's a it's really good. Um, is there is there like a chain type restaurant aside like aside from Harvest? Because I think that's a little smaller. But like, is there a chain restaurant that you swear by? Because a chain restaurants sort of get a, a real bad rap. Yeah, Foga to Chow. Bogo, well. <laughs> it's an ungodly, unstoppable train of well, meat. Um, that, that's kind of a joking answer because I don't really know how big of a chain that is. Uh, I think there's like two everywhere. or three. There's one in there's one in Baltimore. Oh, they, okay. they've, they've got they've got them everywhere. I think, okay. but um, legitimately, uh, Smashburger. Smashburger. Smashburger is so good. Yeah. Like, have you ever been there? No, it's like. It's a little pricey now. Mm-hmm. They changed their they changed a lot of stuff and it's now pricier. Okay. But it is like it's worth going like for me because I have to get gluten-free. It's about $17 for a meal for just myself. For a normal person probably be about 12 to $15. Okay. It's still not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um hmm. Not to be basic. But Chipotle, in terms of consistency mm-hmm. and quality of food, is probably my favorite chain. Hard to go wrong oh, with yeah. that. It is. And they also, like, I remember that years ago when they had the, whatever their the meatless option is, like, Sofritas or whatever. Uh-huh. Okay. It's so good. It is, like, because I got it because I was, like, and this, like, you know, I got it when it when it first came out. When they were, like, we have a vegetarian version that isn't just peppers and onions. And it is so good. It is like it hits. It's it does what good meat substitutes do in that it hits all of the right notes. Like yeah. it hits all of like it's a texturally very similar and mm. in terms of taste, mm. that's all you need. Okay. I mean, um, yeah, 
uh, Chipotle is my probably second most visited uh, fast food restaurant. It's so good. I mean, yeah, I, as much yeah. as like you know, I love Chipotle so much. Yeah, it's like it is. It is gen. It's genuinely very good. Yeah. It's, it's, there's a reason so many people like it. Yeah, like yeah. It, it covers a lot of bases. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's like a typical of like a Mexican food thing because it's just you know you there's so you, much ground it can cover. We've we've even covered it on the show. Like you can go there every day and get something different mm-hmm. each oh, day. Right, I forgot about that. We yeah. did talk about Chipotle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Chipotle. Uh, I, I I think my favorite chain is Seasons Fifty Two. Um, it's, it's very harvest like as far as like having a seasonal menu and everything like that. Um, it's essentially as if harvest was owned by like Darden. Uh, and it was basically, it was like, okay, there's an olive garden right next door to this or something Mm -hmm. like that. But it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's very good. And they make a very, they they make a really good old fashioned too. Uh, so I, I'm I'm giving it to them. Yeah. Rich, we got one more, I think, right? Yeah. If, uh, we've got time, we've got one more. We got a couple minutes. Yeah. And, um, this uh, is one that I really have no idea if I can answer. Uh, what do you think people need to know about each other before they get married? Personally, I'll let you guys think about it. I'll go on my spiel real quick. Go right ahead. Personally, I feel like they don't really need to know much about each other. They need to live together before they get married. I feel like people need to know how each other lives before they get married with to each other. Hot takes. Hot takes. So I'm going to disagree with you a ton. <laughs> um, I don't think you're wrong. I do think it's I think it's beneficial to live together before you get married, because that, on top of all of the other stresses that come up when you get married, adding another one where you have to fit another person into your life is a is very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but. To say that there isn't much you need to know about someone before you get married, I think is like is really reaching. It's but, re- <laughs> but like I feel like if you, I feel What's like your name Jill. Let's rock and roll, baby. Like, <laughs> but like I mean that's taking it to a far, <laughs> what kind far of, reach. Right like, there. What, what kind of I'm, power move would be to bring a ring on your first date? By the way? <laughs> well, I mean, like, just in case. Like I said, I'm watching a lot of How I Met Your Mother. Ted Mosby said, "I love you" on the first date. So. Yeah. Um, but like that, that's, that's like, that's like a far reach, like not knowing their last name, not knowing what they do, whatever. but like, yeah, there's a lot you learn from living with somebody. Mm-hmm. That's, that is true. And so like, whatever you think you need to know about that person before you get married, you would have learned if you lived with them. It's fair, but I also, I, I will, I will side with Sean in this way. Like, I, I think <laughs> to, to be fair, uh, Matt and I are married. Yes. And Rich is not. So I don't want it to seem like we're <laughs> yeah, ganging yeah, yeah. up on no, Rich. No, no. It's it, just we're speaking from, from experience. But, no, because I, I, because that's the, the living together thing is absolutely a perception that I had for a long, long time. And my, and my wife and I lived together for about a year before we were married. Mm-hmm. We, were, we were engaged, but we lived together yeah, before my, we were Me too. So we might, I might be uh, like... Yeah. Like from an outsider's perspective, mm-hmm. it's you two were living together with your significant other before you got married. Yeah. So I think like, that's... Yeah, it's 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 so I would say this. I think it is easier if you do the dishes on a certain day of the week or she does the laundry on a certain day of the week or like there's just like the encroachment territory or something like that. I think that is an easier fix or an easier adaptability than say, you know, a bigger picture question like do we raise how many kids do you want to have? Do you want to raise them in a religion or not? Do you, you know, what's your goals for life? Like 
what about your career choices? Like, are you happy? Is this the job you want for the rest of your life? Or are you still striving for something else? I think the day-to-day stuff is important to make sure that you are compatible. But I think if you are not compatible, like if you are, if the day-to-day stuff of living together grinds on you two so much that it doesn't work out, then I think that there is an inflexibility there that means that there are deeper issues than just, you know, I can't live with you because you watch TV all day or you play video games all day and I don't, yeah. There's other issues there, I think. There's an underlying issue to the living together thing than just, you know, we can't live together. I think there is, honestly, there is so much that you need to know about somebody before you get married. Like, I, like their last name. Well, like their last name, but also, <laughs> also, um, you know, things like religion, like mm-hmm. how into it they are, whether or not they want to have kids. I think the kids thing is a real sticking point for people after they get married. I think that's something you really need. And that and money are two things that you really need to talk about. Like if they are comfortable with money, if you're comfortable, like in... I think in both of our cases, I don't want to speak for you. Our wives are technically the breadwinners mm-hmm. in our relationship. And we had to have a conversation, even though it was kind of, you know, it was like, are you comfortable taking a secondary role there? Mm-hmm. Because like traditionally, traditionally, it's like yeah. the men, the man is the breadwinner and the like, but we had to have, we had to have that conversation where it's like, are you cool? Just like, just to touch base. Are you cool? If I make more money than you, are you going to resent me? Mm-hmm. And, you know. It... And that's a conversation I think more people are having nowadays because of the fact that more women are in the workforce. More, people, more women are earning what they're supposed to as far as uh, workplace yeah. is concerned. So that that's going to happen more often as you get more equitable relationships. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That, talking about that is that the money thing is definitely a huge thing. Like yeah. making sure that you're on a level playing field as far as like the, you know, budgeting, as far as, you know, who's going to manage the money. Are you both going to. You have separate accounts. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna, you know, merge everything together. Is one person gonna take care of all the finances? Like, th- those are all things. You know, th- those are day to day living things that I think that that Rich, to your point, you should discuss mm-hmm. and should be comfortable with beforehand because that is a day to day like, you know, knowing how much money each of you has to contribute and how much your you know what your range is as far as the budget is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like. Me, personally, I feel like some of these conversations are conversations that would have happened before you got engaged, which you, is why... You would think. Y- yeah. Like, and <laughs> True. This is me coming from a guy who is not married, who has not been engaged. Like, I, n- I have a friend who was engaged, and their relationship fell apart because he was adamantly against having children, and she wanted children. Yeah. yeah, and, that, and then, that's absolutely like, a conversation you have to have before like, yeah. like, I feel like that is a conversation you, sh- you have to have before Engagement. somebody spends thousands of dollars mm-hmm. on a ring. That's I yes. Like I don't think I don't think necessarily that has to happen before you're engaged, but 100% it has to happen before you're married. And also, you need to reckon with the fact that a lot of the opinions that your significant other has are always going to be that way. Yeah. Because I think it for a lot of people, especially with kids, more so than I think anything else, two people will have different opinions about whether or not they want kids. And let's say the 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 wife doesn't want kids, the man does. A lot of times they will end up getting married with 
the man generally, assuming that at some point she will change her opinion on this. Like we, because we do grow as people yeah. and we change. Yeah. But you cannot go into a marriage assuming that eventually they're going to agree with yeah, you because right. you're going to be pissed. Oh, yeah. It's not going to work. Absolutely. There yeah. is so much that you need to know before you get married to somebody. And I will say, whether you're religious or not, uh, Sean and I, you both, uh, you and I both went through the pre-Cana experience as far as that. And there's a, I don't know if they're all different or not, but there's typically like a long uh, test that you take or like a, like a, like a survey almost where it's like, I feel X about this issue. And it's like strongly agree or strongly disagree. And you go through it and your priest tells you like, okay, you had these mismatches on these questions. We need to address those. And, and again, whether you're religious or not, there's there's definitely a, a spiritual bent to those questions, but it also is very thorough as far as your personality, as well as your perception on where your relationship is going, things like that. Um, and, and I think you know, if it's not that, then something similar, you, you, the two of you can go through. It doesn't have to be as regimented as taking like, all right, I had A for question 12 and you had B for question 13, for 12. So we're, we're breaking up. Like, but, but yeah. going through that is important. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. That was I, the, for the, the, the pre-Cana, was it pre-Cana? Yeah. Yeah. The pre-Cana for, classes. For Catholics is pre-Cana. Yeah. For Catholics is pre-Cana. Those classes so we went to, in at I, you did it a little bit different than I did, but at uh, the, um, at the parish where I got married, they basically set us up with a couple, a, ma- a couple who had been married for a long time. That is what we did, yeah. as and well. we had like a couple meetings with them, and then we like basically hung out, and they were like, "Here's what being married's like," <laughs> and we're and we were like, "Okay," and so. Mary and I kind of had the benefit of having kind of a jump-started family because Jake was already there. So we had to have a lot of the conversations that usually come later pretty early in our relationship. Yeah. So I think it's it was a little bit different for us and a little bit easier because we had to talk about the things that generally don't come up until you're about to get married. Like whether we want kids, like more kids, or mm-hmm. like how are we going to pay for things. But it's... I. I honestly don't know if there's a it could and it 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 also varies from person to person. I don't know if there's like a list. I do think I I, w- I would err on the side of living with someone before you get married, just because I do think that kind of compatibility is very important. Yes. But there are so many other things that I I don't even think of that Mary and I've Mary and I have had many conversations about shit that like you wouldn't think is important, mm-hmm. but it comes up and you're like, <laughs> oh okay, yeah. <laughs> And and it's like there's no, at least the way I see, it, there's no telling what quote hardships you might encounter as a married couple. So you can't really know what to talk about prior to being married. Well, in 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 terms of big picture stuff, like it's yeah, it's hard to be like, how will you react yeah. when your mom dies? Yeah, yeah, you know, and be like, will you be emotionally there for me? But I think there are like indicators of that. Mm-hmm. Throughout, like, a small yeah. ones. Like, yeah. you know, depending on how... Yeah. There's the, there's the outward, like, there are some times where you're going to just have a sit-down conversation, ask a very specific question, get a specific answer. And there are times where you're just going to learn the way you do in a relationship, whether it's, you know, your your uh, a loved one or a friend or a coworker, where you just learn somebody's tendencies and their beliefs just by talking with them and interacting with them. You know, yeah. it's like anything else. And I would I would recommend... And I think I, I would recommend if if you feel it's necessary, I think going to therapy with your significant other, whether it's like your therapist that you have 
or if you get one together like a couple's counseling or something like even that. if you don't even if it's not like you're gonna get you're gonna get a divorce just going and having someone else to talk to about all your problems to kind of work it out mm-hmm. without because yeah. unfortunately when people talk about these kind of things one party or the other can get defensive and it can have be hard to like have that conversation to to the extent that you need to and really get to a point to a good place yeah but having a third party so even or even just going out with your friends and i don't know maybe not that i think <laughs> go, go maybe go to a therapist because it, it would don't, be weird to yeah, bring the your don't, yeah, yeah the objective voice in the room yeah Dude, as a single guy do not talk to your friends <laughs> about your relationship <laughs> No matter what, unless it's yeah. good stuff. Unless it's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, don't com- yeah. I, it, don't complain to your no, friends yeah. about your relationship. Yeah, it puts it puts your friends in weird positions. Yeah, yeah I but understand. I yeah, I would I would say having a like that was one of the things like about Precana is having that other party there to talk about and be like, okay, here are some issues that I'm I'm worried about or we're worried about together. How did you handle that? Mm-hmm. Th- that's very helpful to have a third party. Absolutely. Yeah. And somebody who's devoted to it's it's you time is is there to serve you in that in in that small capacity as an objective yeah you know, voice fly would, on the yeah. wall almost having somebody yeah because we had pre Cana having that person I think that maybe at our next session mm-hmm. we should this should be the house of Hanson yes and we can ask Tim oh we can ask Tim what he thinks he should have known mm-hmm. or. What what do you think is most important? Yes, to, uh, because having just been married, the official brose wedding. Right, I he, think he will have the most fresh perspective. Because absolutely. for me, uh, not that I've been, you've been married for three years now, almost three years Holy in shit. January. Yeah. And so like, not I'm not I'm, I'm not an expert on marriage, but mm-hmm. like a lot of these conversations I had three years ago yeah. when I needed to have them. Yeah. So or or four yeah. because it was before I got engaged, which was a year before I got married. So it's a long time. Yep, like a lot of these conversations. It takes a while. Yeah, uh, I'll put it in the notes to make sure we have a special House of Hanson yeah. to talk to him about this question. Yeah. And yes. I and to be very clear, I don't mean to shit on you, Rich. <laughs> like I don't mean no, to be like, well, you're no, wrong. Yeah. No, no, I. What a moron. <laughs> I like I I am coming at it as a from the perspective of a person who is not been in a major relationship has not been engaged has not been married so for me i feel like like all of these things you guys are bringing up i feel like are things that would have been brought up if you were living together i i think ideally you're you're right yeah. you spend more time together for sure if you're living together and so some of the bigger picture yeah. stuff will come up at that point yeah also yeah. spend uh you also have to be have to know if you'll be okay spending three full months just with each other and a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yep. because, uh, so I'll take a three-month vacation when I find my significant <laughs> other and they have to do the same. Yes. Being okay. alone together was an interesting spent. part about learning about like like living mm-hmm. together and being married. Cause, like, And I think well, that, that is where living together comes in handy because it's like there are going to be times – like there was a long period of time when, like, whenever my wife and I would hang out before we were married – it was, you know, okay, you're over, so every waking minute is us two together. And when you're living together, that's simply not feasible. Like, you're going to mm-hmm. have, you know, work to do, or, or she's going to have work to do, or vice versa. Sometimes you just need to be alone. Yeah, it's, sometimes you need your alone time. And, and, and figuring that balance out is important, too. And, like, I'm trying to... My my sister, congratulations, my sister and her her boyfriend have recently been enga- come, become engaged. They live in my house. They live in their one room. And I've told them numerous occasions, 
get out of that room. Come hang out with me. Don't just hang out in that room. And, like, I'm trying to get them to realize, like, or at least my sister, like, you're not always going to have to be in the same room with this person. Like, get out of that room and get some personal time while you're living here in That's my house. She just wanted to come out and watch you play Monster. Monster. I mean, I just, I, I, I want somebody to watch. <laughs> Check this out. <laughs> I want somebody to watch My Hero Academia with. That's all. Uh, and I want to be able to talk to them about it. That's, That's all. Fine. Fair enough. Fair but enough. But, like, yeah, like, just know, like, when you're living together, mm-hmm. you're not always together. Mm-hmm. Like, you do need your own time. Yeah, I think that's good. Good, good discussion on the uh, the 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 stuff yeah. to discuss yeah. before marriage. Being married is hard. It is. It's 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 a blessing, and it is also a lot of work. It is, and yeah, I think yeah, I think that's the if I'm going to impart anything on the listeners, it's that being married or yeah. being in a long term relationship. If you don't, even if that's not in the cards, it is a ton of work, mm-hmm. but it's ultimately very rewarding. Can 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 I agree with you more on that? Um, I, I do have a take, but I feel uh, we're running a little bit long, and also it, this specific take, I feel like I need to have Tim in the room for this okay, one. So I, I'm, I'm going to holster it for now. Sean, do you have a take? Yeah. Uh, do I have a take? That's a great question. Let's go. <laughs> do you have a take? I mean, I, I already oh, had no, a sort waiting. of like I, I have an idea for takes for future. I already technically had a take this session, mm-hmm. but. I could talk about something quick, or we can just end it now if we need to. I could do another one, but... Here's a take. All right. I need people... I need people to stop saying that football players suck. What? (laughs) This is my take. I... So, let's let's talk about... uh, Who's the guy? Falk. Currently, Luke Falk. The, Luke Falk, currently the quarterback of the Jets. Mm-hmm. Not doing great. He no. is not doing great. So hot it burns. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a lukewarm take at best. <laughs> but people Luke saying... Luke bad. Hot take. <laughs> but people saying that he sucks is so preposterous to me mm-hmm. because he is... I saw somebody... So I, I think I retweeted this, where it's like when you say... Your quarter, when you hear somebody say your quarterback sucks, like the quarterback, a quarterback sucks, he is one of the 32 best at doing that <laughs> in the entire world. Yeah. So, so like, right. like, get the fuck off your high I, horse. I just think I it's would... like people need to stop being so hard on, on professional sports players in, in so far as their talent. You can talk shit on them for like a views they have, whether mm-hmm. or not. They have consent when they do things, <laughs> or like you know, you know what I mean. Like you can take take them to task for their politics, all that stuff. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to their talent, I think I, I I it just bothers me that people are so hard on <laughs> like they're they are objectively so good at what they do. Mm-hmm. Even I think the like uh, one of the uh, an argument that I get in with Jake a lot is that pretty much every NFL team is fine. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? They're all fine. Yeah. Like I would sure. high five you right now if I could reach you because this is absolutely just perfect. I, you can you can disagree. Here's, with the, here's me. the thing. So there's the, the 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 part where there's a human on the other side of the screen, and that like saying that Luke Falk sucks could hurt him personally. Uh, if if you saw me tweeting about Luke Falk oh, no. hypothetically on Twitter, you know that that could be a problem. I, there is, as somebody, 
there is there is all I, th- I think when anybody says okay Luke Falk sucks or like you know Cam Newton <laughs> an object even an objectively false thing like Cam Newton sucks like Cam Newton doesn't suck like Cam Newton's a good football player yeah um but there there is there is always an undercurrent of relativity. Of course, Luke Falk's a better quarterback than I am. <laughs> That's not the question. I'm also a better podcaster than Luke Falk is. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe yeah. maybe he's You could have a Pat McAfee situation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Pat McAfee, not only a better punter, but a better podcaster than I am. And, you know, generally probably a better human. Uh, but, but like, uh, there's there's an air of, some, of relativity to all of that. Like, so, when you know, if somebody comes out and says Luke Falk sucks, like, yeah, he sucks relative to the NFL. If you put him as the quarterback of Alabama right now in college football, he'd be great because he's a professional quarterback in the NFL. I think the 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 perception, I think it, it's coming at it from the idea of, like, if I say Luke Falk sucks, I do not mean that he is a bad football player. Obviously, he is in the NFL. Yeah. So how would you feel if people on social media were to say, for instance, Luke Falk sucks, Hashtag comparatively. <laughs> I, w- I would be okay with that. I think, I think my my biggest issue is just this kind of uh, definitive, like the definitiveness with, with, with which people make these claims. Because while Luke Falk, even comparatively, may not be as good hmm. as most other quarterbacks in the NFL, yeah. on any given day, any NFL team <laughs> yeah. can beat any other NFL mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's, it's just the facts. It's yeah. Miami beat the Patriots last year. Yeah, they did. The, the, the Dolphins Miami miracle. Yeah, the like, Dolphins could definitely win a game against the things... Redskins tomorrow, who are also zero and five. But <laughs> yeah. but like but like they could definitely have a win mm-hmm. if things just worked out in their favor. Like a lot of yeah. professional sports, although is skill, mm-hmm. there is a a decent amount of luck. Yeah. In this as well, yeah. and, and and while it's also it's relative to the world, it's also should be relative to expectations, and and this is I'll, I'll back you up on because like Luke Falk was I think an undrafted rookie and the like the third or fourth options the Jets had at quarterback, so yeah, it, he isn't that good for an NFL quarterback. You weren't expecting him to. He's their third or fourth choice. <laughs> you know, it would be you know like years ago I think the Eagles lost. Uh, Donovan McNabb and AJ Feeling, they had Coy Detmer in there, and people were like, "Oh, Coy Detmer is yeah, he's, he's not really that good." No, it was uh, no Coy Detmer got hurt, and AJ Feely was in. It's like, yeah. okay, AJ Feely isn't that good. It's like, well, yeah, he's their third string quarterback. It's, he's not starting because he's not as good as the first two guys. So yeah, yeah there, there has to be that set of expectations as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's like turning around saying my slow pitch softball league from six years ago was <laughs> was like terrible. I mean, yeah, we were terrible. We lost every game. But we weren't professional level. Like, <laughs> right, right. We were yeah. just we paid thirty dollars each to just be in this slow yeah. pitch softball. I right. think it, it's just I, it's the lack of nuance that some people have mm-hmm. when it comes to sports, yeah. specifically where it's like there's so many factors, guys. Let's mm-hmm. let's be real. Mm-hmm. Like I think I I think it is a fine take to say you hate a sports team. Mm-hmm. To say I hate the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Cold take. Because everyone hates the Patriots. That's true. They're awful. <laughs> Scum organization. Yeah. But hot but, take: you hate the Browns. What? I don't hate the Browns. I do not. Take, well, that's what take. I'm saying. That's a hot take. That would be a hot take if you. I guess you no reason to hate the Browns. Yeah, they're, they're so. Yes. It'd be like hating a sick puppy. Yeah, it's like Aww. hating vanilla ice cream. It's like <laughs> what a loser the, puppy. The least, the least offensive <laughs> thing. I want to cuddle uh, this puppy. But now. like, I, I think it's. Oh no, I lost it. I lost it. So, oh, it's it's saying you hate a team mm-hmm. because you don't like what they stand for is fine. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. That's good. 
saying any specific team sucks mm-hmm. in a definitive way. Mm-hmm. Not like they suck because they are the Patriots. Yeah. But like they suck because, because skill wise. Yeah. It's they like, suck it's because like they're to, we need the to, whatever team. We need to pump of the brakes. What if you say they suck because they're a 68 overall in Madden? <laughs> Well, that's then, pretty bad. I that's mean, pretty bad. Yeah, it's awful. That's pretty bad. <laughs> but in the hands of a skilled mm-hmm. Madden player. <laughs> God. God damn it. You're going to take Luke Falk to a Super Bowl now. <laughs> yeah. All right. So no, I took Josh McPoop to the Super Bowl. Josh McPoop. <laughs> Wait, what? Current backup quarterback Josh, for the Eagles, Josh McPoop. Josh McPoop. Josh McPoop. Was my, was, my, was my creative player. Oh, okay. Josh McCown. Sorry, not Josh McCown. It was Josh McPoop was my creative player. Oh, you made it. I did. And I won the Super Bowl. And then the next season, we, <laughs> the, the Denver Broncos, who I got drafted by, yeah. uh, traded for Jake Butt. <laughs> and so it is. Traded Butt for Poop. <laughs> poop to Butt. So I make Poop for Butt. That elite Poop to Butt combination. <laughs> Uh, if if people want to see more about uh, Josh McPoop and uh, his favorite target, Jake Butt, uh, Sean, if you want to tweet about that, where can they find uh, you? They on can find I'm I I am lost right now. They fi- they can fi- I don't know what my fucking take was on that. <laughs> Your take was uh, be nicer to Luke Falk. Be nicer to Luke Falk is my take. We're gonna <laughs> add him. Uh, yeah. You can find me adding Luke Falk at Hey It's SOB. <laughs> How about you, Rich? At Tim R. Hansen. I mean, ah. uh, at B underscore Walnuts. This last 10 minutes is going to warm a uh, uh, listener of the podcast, James Troutman's heart, uh, <laughs> to hear all this nice talk about the Jets. Listen, the Jets should be much better than they are. They, right. they, they should. should. They, they, they again, should. they've been snake bit by injuries. Sam Darnold got mono. Like, it's just you know, it's I'm, bad luck. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of rooting for the Jets a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Like, I, they, they, have this, they have a similar place in my heart to mm-hmm. the Browns, where it's like, I just kind of want to see them do a little bit okay. That'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> they they, they they're not in our division, since... right? No, they're in another conference. Yeah, yeah they're so, in the, yeah, the Patriots so I can, I can hope for the best for the Jets. Absolutely. You know, for fuck sure. the Giants. Yeah. Fuck the Cowboys. Oh, yeah, I'll take the Jets winning over the Giants any day of the week. <laughs> uh, you can find more more hot takes like that on Twitter for me at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. And our podcast president... Uh, Tim Hansen can be found at Tim R. Hansen on Twitter. Um, of course, you can listen to our show on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, among any other many other podcasting apps. Um, the show is available on Twitter at Brose underscore podcast and on Facebook at Brose Podcast. And if you'd like to send a question in to us, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Uh, huge thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling these questions, to Shannon Vogel for designing our logo. You can find her work on Etsy.com and at Shannon Vogel Photography on Facebook. And our theme music is When by Steven Siebert, and you can find his work at the Free Music Archive. Uh, Rich, you got another podcast. Yeah, it's uh, called PodQuest. We are a nerd roundtable releasing generally every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, check us out. How many episodes have you devoted to the Untitled Goose Game? Uh, surprisingly, only one, because I'm the only one who got it. What? One guy refuses to buy a Switch and has even come out and said, Untitled Goose Game is one of the only reasons I thought about buying a Switch. And then the other guy just for some reason didn't. There's nothing like getting a $320 investment to play the Goose Game. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But listen, okay. All right, so those are the takes that are available on the PodQuest. It's it's a news show, so we generally try to do more news than takes. Sure, makes sense. No takes. 
Uh, I co-host the Keystone Coast to Coast podcast, which is basically nothing but takes. Uh, but, <laughs> All the takes. Uh, it's some news, but mostly takes. Uh, sports takes. It's uh, sports takes with uh, my buddy Eddie Provident. Um, and I also uh, edit the podcast under pressure. <laughs> Pierogies. Uh, the I also uh, edit the podcast under pressure. The hidden story of, <laughs> of pregnancy and preeclampsia. <laughs> Man, I'm hanging out here for a bit. Adios, mio. Yeah, apparently. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, let, let's uh, let's let's wrap up. Let's order some food, guys. Say goodbye to the listeners. Goodbye for uh, Tim Hansen in absentia for Rich Sweeten for Sean O'Brien. And the entire Action Moves team. Moves. My name is Matt Casnell, reminding you to be smart about being stupid. Goodbye, everyone. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs>